This is Splice. Hey folks, we're back with another episode of Splice Pink. I'm Rishad and I'm one of the co-founders of Splice. We've been doing a mini-series on reader revenue these past few episodes and talking to Jane Marnie at Private Media in Melbourne about how she's setting up her reader revenue practice. In the last episode, she told us all about marketing. This episode is about change management and how she's thinking about it in five steps. Go for it, Jane. G'day, folks. Good to be back as ever. Where I am in Melbourne, we've just come out of a two-week snap lockdown. Um, It is freezing cold and raining a lot, but otherwise, glad to be out of lockdown after a small COVID outbreak here. Um, Today, I have decided that instead of going into all things reader revenue related initially, I want to go on a side quest and take us on a little detour through... A different area, which I promise will come back to the reader revenue team that we're building at Private Media. Um, So this week, I have been lucky enough to take part in Google's product immersion program for small newsrooms. So it's it's basically a program um, that's run across Asia Pacific that teaches uh, representatives from newsrooms in the region to think more like product managers and product folks and learn a bit more about products. So super exciting program. And it's been fun kind of getting to know my cohort over the last few days. And I, I always love talking to people from other newsrooms. I think it's it's one of those things that we all have very similar issues that we face. Um, and we forget that everyone else in the news industry is kind of dealing with the same things. So it's always really nice just to kind of connect with other people, hear about how they deal with these sort of ubiquitous issues that come up across the industry and also just hear about all the cool things that um, everyone in these newsrooms are doing. I mean, a lot of the newsrooms are pretty pretty small. Um, you know, some of them are teams of only a handful of people, um, but there's some really cool folks in the cohort. Anyway, so one of the things that I've been thinking about over the last couple of weeks and was kind of reiterated for me in some of the conversations that we were having uh, was around like change in newsrooms. Um, There's often that kind of tension between, you know, the old way of thinking about news as a product and the old way of putting news out into the world and the sort of quote unquote new way, which is, you know, you see this tension particularly in newsrooms that are trying to transition from like a primarily print product into digital, but you still do see it in digital-only newsrooms as well. And to be honest, this isn't something that's just affecting the news industry. You know, it affects anyone who works in any industry. So change management is a, a huge area to tackle And it's one that we're looking at at the moment. I mean, obviously setting up a whole new department around reader revenue is a big change for us. Um, There's an opportunity to sort of bring new ways of thinking into the business. I'm trying to really capitalize on that opportunity, specifically in the area of data. And I think this is one that comes up for a lot of newsrooms. Um, You know, how do we become more data driven? How do we focus more on the data? Um, there's other areas it comes up in as well. Like how do we think more about the tech, about the product, about marketing? Um, but data is one of those ones that seems to be a bit of a sticking point. So I wanted to go through my five-step plan of how to get people on board with, with um, getting a little more data-driven. It's, it's really about equipping people with the tools to like there's certainly an interest in it. So yeah, this is my five-point plan. So starting off, 
educating folks across the business around the problem that this change is solving. So like I said, I'm, I'm going to use data as an example. Um, we've just re-signed a contract with Parsley. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Parsley, I describe it as basically um, it's, it's like Google Analytics, which is an amazing product, a great free product, but it's like Google Analytics as though it was actually designed for publishers. It's really catered towards newsrooms. I find it super intuitive and user-friendly. It's one of those programs that, I mean, you know, the whole point of being able to see that an article's taking off is to kind of understand the why behind that. And Parsi makes it super easy to just kind of dive into that. So first and foremost, educating folks around what problem is being solved for them specifically. And it's useful for those of us on the marketing side of things, but it's primarily for editorial teams. So for us, you know, we're a small to medium-sized newsroom. Um, There's about 50 people across the whole company. So that's across three publications. So it's about getting more out of the resources that we have. You know, the journals that we work with, easily some of the most intelligent folks I've ever met in my life. Um, They're super passionate, super hardworking, at the end of the day, they want their journalism to have the biggest impact it can. So helping them understand that a, a tool like Parsley is about helping them to do that. So it's not about replacing their decision-making process or something like that. You know, everyone's working so hard as it is. So how can we get more out of each piece of content that we put out into the world? And how can we get more strategic and targeted around that? So the next step is actually educating everyone. I'm sure most people who've who've worked in a digital space or many companies would be familiar with when a new piece of tech or a new platform gets brought into the company and it's, you know, it's going to change the way that we think about the business and all that kind of thing. Um, But it's not onboarded properly. It's not set up properly. No one really knows how to use it beyond like a kind of surface level. So it, it ends up being a bit of a flop, a bit of a waste of money and time. Um, so actually making sure that people know how to use the product is a huge area to focus on. Parsley do offer free onboarding sessions to educate the company. We're breaking them down into specific areas so that everyone knows how to use the product at least as much as they need to within their role. So the next step is to empower folks. Um, For me, this means helping everyone to understand where they sit in the business. So we talk about the user funnel a lot at private media. I think a lot of newsrooms, particularly those with reader revenue products, think about the funnel. Um, For those of you who aren't familiar with the concept, it's basically a really simple marketing concept um, that maps the user's journey from a never ever to a loyal subscriber. So for us, our funnel has five points. It starts with people being aware of the product. Um, So, you know, maybe they've come across Crikey on a Google search or they've seen Smart Company or the Mandarin posted to Facebook by one of their friends. It's their first exposure to the product. Um, from there, we want them to become engaged with the product. So maybe return to the website, follow us on social media. Next, we want them to become known to us. So that means we have their email address. Email is the big one. That could be through a newsletter sign up or registration wall where people take out a free trial in exchange for providing us their email address. So that means we can market to them. It means usually that they're receiving regular emails from us, of our free newsletters. And from there, we want them to become a paid subscriber. 
as differentiated from, you know, a non-paying subscriber who's maybe getting free newsletters, but they don't pay for any of our products. Uh, We don't have their credit card details. Once someone does pay for their first product, we want them to keep renewing. So we want them to move to the final stage of the funnel, which is where they become loyal. So a big part of empowering everyone across the business is helping them to understand where they sit in the funnel. Obviously, everyone's responsible for the entirety of the funnel in some way, but certain roles within the business have a lot more leverage over certain parts of the funnel. For example, the reader revenue team who are mostly marketers are probably going to be focused on the bottom half of the funnel, i.e. trying to get people to sign up, trying to get people to renew. The editorial team have a lot more leverage over things like site traffic uh, or returning visitors, which is more towards the top of the funnel. The next step is to measure what we're doing. So going back to the funnel again, like I said, it's a map. It maps the user journey, but that map actually needs to lead somewhere. We can't just have this sort of arbitrary journey that we talk about that doesn't have any metrics on it to tell us whether or not we're succeeding at what we're trying to do. So we've educated everyone around the problem that that product's solving. We've educated everyone around how to use the product. We've empowered everyone So they understand where they sit in the business and how they can be using the product to make the most out of what they have control over. But we need to have some kind of targets on whether the implementation of that product's been a success. So for me, that means having targets on each part of the funnel, just kind of really simplifying this for everyone so that everyone in the business, no matter their function, has an idea of what success looks like. Um, I've chosen one key metric for each part of the funnel. For the data nerds out there, I've done that through a simple linear regression analysis between you know things like um, all the different metrics you could use to measure traffic, um, comparing that to like signups and conversions to see which have the closest relationship to decide which one we want to go with. It's a little nerdy. Like I said, it's it's simple though. It's a simple analytic technique. I know there's way more complex ways of doing that, but it's a good starting out point um, and easy to justify to the wider group. The final step is create a team of advocates. So... What I've done is I've set up an internal team of folks who, as we go through our Parsley training, they'll be sitting across all of the sessions. Uh, They'll get a tiny bit of additional training as well. They'll be part of a Team Parsley Slack channel where we can share ideas or ask questions. The idea behind this is that there are representatives across the business in all different functions, whether it's finance or marketing or editorial, there's someone in every meeting who really knows how to use Parsley and they do know a little bit about data. So they're bringing that perspective um, to the wider group. So as part of that as well, I'm, I'm going to help educate everyone around kind of how to ask questions like a data analyst of, of the data that they're working with, um, you know, a few pointers on like how to build a good report and that kind of thing. So I've specifically been hiring people who have a pretty good background in data. So they're all going to be part of that team as well. Um, 
the people who are driving the marketing and the growth behind subscriptions are able to talk to their you know respective editorial teams and that kind of thing about Parsley. It's it's a new little internal volunteer team. I did the call out for that the other day and I put my little Google form in the company Slack channel to get expressions of interest and nearly half the company signed up within a day. So there are a lot of people um, across the business who are super keen to learn more about data in ways that I didn't expect. So um, yeah, I think not being frightened to ask people if they want to get involved goes a long way. So just to recap, step one, what problem are we solving? Step two, educate everyone, make sure they understand the products that we're bringing in. Step three, empower everyone, make sure they understand their place in the business and how they can help drive everyone towards success. Step four, have some goals in place, actually measure what success looks like. The final step is create a team of advocates. As I was saying at the start, change management is a huge issue facing all newsrooms. It's this really old business model and concept that's just been rocked so much by changes in the digital space. I, I think that makes it an exciting industry to work in when it comes to managing change or implementing new tech or new processes, helping people understand the problem being solved, educating them around the new products coming in in a way that's sufficient so they can actually use those products empowering them to understand the difference that they can make using those products to the wider business, chucking some targets in there so that we can measure what success actually looks like. And yeah, have a think about creating a little team of advocates when you're trying to push something new out across the business. You might be surprised how many people are actually super keen to be part of that. Speaking of being super keen, I'm always keen to hear what people think, uh, particularly when it comes to change within digital news orgs or um, print news orgs, possibly trying to go digital. Anyway, enjoy. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.